chapter 13. He was praying in a certain place, and after he had finished, one of his disciples said to him, Jesus, teach us to pray as John taught his disciples. And Jesus said to them, when you pray, say, Father, hallowed be thy name. Your kingdom come, give us each day our daily bread, and forgive us our sins, for we ourselves forgive everyone indebted to us. And do not bring us to the time of trial. And he said to them, Suppose one of you has a friend, and you go to him at midnight and say to him, Friend, lend me three loaves of bread. For a friend of mine has arrived. The door has nothing to set before him. And he answers from within, Do not bother me. The door has already been locked, and my children are with me in bed. I cannot get up and give you anything. I tell you, even though he will not get up and give him anything, because he is his friend, at least because of his persistence, he will get up and give him whatever he needs. So I say to you, ask and it will be given to you. Search and you will find, knock and the door will be opened for you. For everyone who asks receives, and everyone who searches finds. And for everyone who knocks, the door will be opened. Is there anyone among you who, if your child asks for a fish, will give a snake instead of a fish? Or if the child asks for an egg, will give a scorpion? If you then, who are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the heavenly God give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? The word of God for the people of God. Thanks, Thanks be to God. In this lectionary sequence we've been in in the past three or so weeks, um, in the sequence of the Gospel of Luke that we've been studying here, we've been on quite a journey. To refresh you, two weeks ago was the story we often call the Good Samaritan. And Jesus in this story is stirring this privileged, rich, educated, religious scholar to action. And he's stirring this scholar to act on behalf of and in solidarity with his neighbors. And when he asks who the neighbors are, he says all of them. And then last week we read the story of Mary and Martha where again, Jesus' call was very much alive to Mary and Martha and to us as well. Jesus invited Mary and Martha to be a part of this opportunity to make disciples, this very important ministry that all of us are called to, to dream big things that we never knew were possible for us, and to sit at Jesus' feet and to learn from him. This week, Jesus tells another story. He continues to teach, and this time his focus is on prayer. One of Jesus' disciples asked him to teach them how to pray. And Jesus responded with this prayer that many of us have grown up reciting. A prayer that plays a central role in our worship experiences and many of our liturgies as well. Jesus gives them this sort of formula for prayer, saying, When you're praying with your words, here is what you can say. The Lord's Prayer, it has a certain formula to it. It's not a singular thought prayer, and the purposes that it serves are many. In seminary, I learned that, that many prayers, when they're constructed, they follow a similar formula to that of the Lord's Prayer. And it's a four-part formula. I'm going to teach it to you all today. The first part is you. Second part is who. Third is do, and fourth is through. So it goes you, who, do, through. Got it? We'll quiz later. So the first part, you, is naming God. 
And Jesus does this by naming God Father here for obvious reasons for Jesus' relation to God, right? God the Creator. But we can exchange any name that we want for God here. So I want to ask you, what are some of your favorite ways to name or to refer to God? My father. Father. And my mother. Mother. I love that. Creator, teacher. Um, I once heard God referred to as midwife God, birthing this new thing, which I love that, that visual as well. So there are so many different ways that we can refer to God, and Jesus in this refers to God as Father. So our Father. That is part one. That is the you. And so now we're on to part two, who. And who, in this formula, it invites us to say something about who God is and what God does. So in this instance, God who is in heaven, we pray, hallowed be thy name. <clears throat> this piece, it says something important about God's character and how God resides in our lives. Jesus tells us that we are to look upon God with adoration and awe, this heavenly figure that is present in our lives. We've done you, who, and the next part is do. And this tends to be the easiest of all four parts for us to insert into our prayers, right? This is uh, the part where we ask God what we want, right? And here Jesus models it by asking God for what we want God to do for us. Feed us, forgive us, help us forgive others, the Lord's Prayer says. And finally, our final part is through. This is the sending off of our prayer, naming God's ability to do great things, to hear our prayers and to answer our prayers. Jesus tells God that thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever, speaking to God's reign, God's strength, and God's goodness. When we pray or when we hear prayers prayed on our behalf, chances are at least two of these things, if not more, for uh, these elements are included in our prayers. No matter how we are praying, we pray for specific reasons. We pray to lift up, to give thanks, to ask for help, to give voice to, or to give over something to God. So while the Lord's Prayer is foundational, this is only half of our scripture passage today because the power of prayer, like we mentioned earlier today, extends far beyond the words that we can come up with. In the second half of our scripture today, Jesus tells a story about this friend who doesn't really seem like that great of a friend, right? That doesn't open the door for his friend when he needs him. And through it, Jesus tells us that persistence in our ways of praying is important. Ask, and it will be given to you. Search, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened for you. For everyone who asks, receives. And everyone who searches, finds. And for everyone who knocks, the door will be opened. Now, here is the reality about those words. These words, they're beautiful. And they make for great hymns and greeting cards and well-intentioned words. But 
But the reality is, is that these words simply are not our reality today. If only it was as easy as seeking and finding, as easy as praying to God for the exact format and thing that we want and it being given to us. My guess is that if this was the reality, we'd have a lot less kids at the border in cages. We'd have a healthier climate. We would have no more police brutality. And we'd have more representation of marginalized people groups in our world. The reality is that too often we get in the way of God's work, of God's vision for the kingdom of God on earth as it is in heaven. And so this prayer here that we read today, this piece that we read here in Luke, is our call to action. Because like we said before, as we read the Lord's Prayer, we pray to lift up, to ask for help, to speak out, to help. And we can do this through our words, but Jesus also suggests that we do this through our actions. The ways that we move and live and exist in our daily lives. Ask and it will be given. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. These are all beautiful and aspirational things. They're examples of the kingdom of God that we can take part in. They're examples of what can be when we get out of God's way. We can get glimpses of the kingdom now, and we're told that there is just so much more to come. Jesus is visioning this beautiful reality for us. God directs us toward an attitude of prayer always. Not just at bedtime or mealtime or specific parts at church, but always. God points us to and re-points us towards the vision that Jesus spoke about that is the kingdom of God. And our prayers are all of those things that lead us closer and closer to it. This seek and find thing it's not necessarily true yet, as Luke described it. But the goal for us is to create the kingdom of God on earth as it is in heaven. This passage, it gives us something to strive towards, to work towards. And Jesus tells us that getting there is centered in our prayer. Prayer is noticing God in our everyday actions. In transforming those actions to a point where they become prayer themselves. Prayer is choosing to orient ourselves again and again toward the kingdom. Toward that aspirational example that Jesus visioned out for us in this story. Prayer is a state of being. Which may or may not always be a constructed set of words. Prayer can be formulaic, like the Lord's Prayer, but it could also be something completely different. Like the making of a peanut butter sandwich, or coming out, or the time offered to serve the church or the community. Frederick Douglass famously said, I prayed for freedom for 20 years, but received no answer until I prayed with my legs. I prayed for freedom for 20 years, but received no answer until I pray with my legs. Perhaps we can follow that example and expand what prayer looks like to open our eyes to the incredible
miracle moments that we experience? What if prayer became a mindset, a routine that didn't have to start with dear God or end with amen, and instead was a state of mind that we woke up in and went to sleep with? Today's passage in Luke is challenging because it asks us to dream, and then it asks us to work at that dream, to continue on in Jesus' vision. Because part of our identity as Christians, it does go along with this kingdom of God thing that Jesus has for us. When the disciple asked Jesus to teach them to pray, Jesus taught them to know God, to be persistent, and to look to the kingdom of God. And in other words, in all that you do, Jesus says, let your prayer be a reflection of your relationship with the divine and your commitment to the work that Jesus started for us. So may that be so, friends. May we reimagine prayer to go beyond the words that we speak and let it seep into everything that we do, reflecting God's great vision for our world. And may we find God in those small moments, small moments of reflection and of solace and of outcrying for God to lead us to live one day on earth as it is in heaven. Let us pray. God of earth and heaven, we thank you for guiding us towards your kingdom. Give us the strength and the wisdom to continue following you prayerfully, allowing who you are to mark the ways we are to go. In your steadfast love and your loving name we pray. Amen.